We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. Well, I am so thankful that you have joined us today for the Blessing from the Valley podcast. And this is your host, Mark Brandon. And I am sitting here in my office in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I have my Bible open to the book of Numbers. And we started a series just on the last episode on just simply believing or provoking. It's been so long since I've even given a thought out of the book of Numbers. But we so find so many wonderful truths in all of God's word. And of course, this is a truth and a story and a true event that most of you are aware of. And of course, we're talking about where God asked Moses, told Moses to send out 12 men, one from each tribe, a leader from each tribe, and to go out and to spy out the land, the land of Canaan, the land that we would consider the promised land. And why was it the promised land? Because God promised it to them. That's the whole key. But I've just simply entitled this believing or provoking because in Numbers chapter 14, verse 11, the Bible very clearly says, and and God speaks up, and the Lord said unto Moses, how long will this people provoke me, and how long will it be ere they believe me? For all the signs which I have showed among them. In other words, it's saying, look, have I not proved myself to these people? And we talked about that on the last episode. I mean, he had parted the Red Sea, he had fed them in the wilderness, he had provided water out of a rock. They had sweetened the water. He led them by a cloud by day and then led them by a fire by night. And I mean, what all that these people had seen, I mean, the Lord had definitely proved himself. But they came to a place in their life where they looked at all of the circumstances. They looked at everything that their eyes seen. And really, to be quite honest, they just simply forgot the promise. God said, look, this is the land that I have given you. So out of the 12 men, only two men remembered the promise, believed the promise, and that was Caleb and Joshua. The other 10 men, the Bible said they brought back an evil report, and they were so discouraged and said, we cannot do this. They not only discouraged themselves, they discouraged the whole congregation of Israel. So finally, the Lord speaks up and said, look, how long are these people going to provoke me, or how long are they going to start, or how long? what else am I going to have to do for them to believe me? So that's the thought, believing or provoking. And I want to just ask you a question. How much more does the Lord have to do for you that you actually just believe him? You know, it's just so simple. We're human, and we deal with a lot of uncertainties in life, and we deal with a lot of things that look really, really big. And there's so many things that we think is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. But in those moments of doubt and in those moments of those circumstances that we don't understand, God's promises are still true. So we need to believe the promises of God. And so we talked about these 12 spies. 10 was against. They provoked the Lord. Two believed and said, no, we need to go and take this land. God's already given it to us. But we know what happened. They discouraged the whole the whole nation of Israel. And because of this, they had to wander in the wilderness even longer. So I want to make just a few observations about this particular event and talking about believing or provoking. And these are just very practical things. Let me start with a few observations, really just a couple, two things. Number one, um, it takes only a few influential people to hinder God's commands. And I want you to think about that a minute. It really only takes a few influential people. These, All of these 12 men were leaders, every one of them. They were all heads of each tribe. So they were influential men. They were leaders of their own tribe. 
And here's the application. A few people who are in a position of influence but refuse just to trust God can keep a whole church, a whole family, a lot of people in such a way for years. This is the application. These few men, 10, 10 men influenced a whole nation. Millions of people, 10 men. So here's, here's, the, here's the application. It only takes a few. Think about it. 10 spies discouraged the heart of the people and kept them from moving forward. All of those years, by the way, many more years, 40 years, these 10 men, the other people allowing these 10 men to influence them changed their life, affected their life. And listen here, not only affected their life, affected their children's lives, and not only affected their children's lives, but affected their grandchildren's lives. See, think about it. If God has given you a position or a place of influence, and by the way, if you're a man, you have a place of influence. You're either a husband or a father. You're, you have a place of influence. If you're a, if you're a mother, if you're a wife, you are in a place of influence. You are in a great place. God has already given you a great position of position and power and influence. Because, by the way, if you have children, you're forming and training the next generation. You're influencing the next generation. So could you imagine someone that's always just being a doubter and they're always discouraged? Can you imagine? By the way, your children are going to be discouraged. They're going to learn it straight from you. Your influence has so much power and effect on the generation to come. So again, it only takes a few. By the way, it only takes you uh, to, to have uh, some influence in your life to where you will just refuse to trust God. You either can believe God or you can provoke God. But again, my, my application here is this, is the influence of our life, the influence of our life. You might say, oh, Pastor Mark, my life really don't count. It does count. It counts. There's people that your life truly affects. If you have children, you don't have to go any farther than that. You're affecting your child. You're affecting your children. If your children has grandchildren, then look, you're affecting your grandchildren. You're affecting the sphere of people in your life. Can you imagine if 10 men can influence a whole nation, millions of people? Imagine what you can influence in your life. You saw, Pastor Mark, I don't have that kind of influence. You do have that kind of influence. Even if it's just one person, one person's life matters. So look, I want you to notice here, these 10 men came back, and the Bible said they brought an evil report. They brought an evil report, not that they didn't go out and reconnaissance the area. They, they came back with all the facts. But the reason it was an evil report, God didn't tell them to come back and tell them what they could or couldn't do. He just said, I want you to go out and spout the land. He said, I've already given you this land. But these 10 men took it upon themselves to say, you know what, we can't do this. We're going to disregard what God's already said. We know better than God, and so we're just going to come back and tell everybody we can't do this. Now, look, I want to say this. To be cautious is fine. I'm a very cautious person, probably too cautious, to be honest. Uh, we should be cautious. Um, to be cautious is one thing, though, but I'm just going to say this, and I know this is even stinging to me as I say it. To be afraid of the future and the promises of God is something totally ill, totally different. It's a to wholly, totally different thing. We ought to be cautious. I tried to encourage our church the other day. You know, we don't make any big decisions here at our church just by flippantly doing it. We always uh, put a lot of thought, a lot of prayer, a lot of 
planning in it. I, I want our church to know that we are cautious. The leadership of this church is cautious, but I don't want the leadership of this church to be afraid. I don't want to be afraid. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be honest. That is a, a great uh, struggle in our lives. There's so many things that we are afraid of. The Bible says that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. But fear is a real thing. But to be cautious is wise. I believe we should all be cautious. By the way, that's what God was trying to get these men to do is just to be cautious. He wanted them to go out to spy out the land so they would know what they're facing. But he did not want them coming back with an evil report saying, hey, look, we can't do this. God had already told them they were going to do it. So, look, there will always be unknown factors. I don't like that. We like to know things. But here's the truth. We have to trust and believe God, even with unknown factors. And that is tough. Sometimes you got to step out on a limb. And yes, there is some anxiety to that. There's fear to that. There's worry with that. But look, when we are not sure, when we're not sure about something, but we have a promise from God, then I must move forward, not on my fear. I should not not move forward because of my fear. I must move forward on that promise. See, that's the, that's why these men gave an evil report. The 10 men that came back said, we can't do this. They just simply missed the most important thing. God had already gave it to them. Now, he didn't tell them how he was going to give it to them. But again, I think God had already proved himself to them when they were in situations. They said, man, I don't know how this is going to happen. Well, they stood still and they seen the salvation of God. God told Moses to raise the rod and he parted the Red Sea. These very same people seen that. And so they just simply missed this little phrase. And it, and it wasn't that they missed it. They were told this. They knew that God had already given this land to them. But they did not move forward on the promise. They stayed back because of their fear. They looked at themselves. They looked at all of the, the hard things that was in front of them. They looked at the difficult that they had to overcome. But what they did, and the reason they brought an evil report, is they just simply did not move on this promise, which I give unto the children of Israel. That was their great sin. They simply did not believe that God was going to do what he already told them that he was going to do. So think about it. When we are not sure, but we have a promise from God, I must move forward on his promise. There's no trusting God in the region of the known. That's knowledge. That doesn't take any faith. If I already know something, there's no trust there. That's all knowledge. There is trusting of God only in the region of the unknown. And Boy, has God certainly proved himself in that region of the unknown. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.